Welcome to Satellite Sisters. This is Liz. And before today's show starts, I just wanted to remind you that our theme is Share the Sisters, which means we're asking you to help. So if you listen to our show from iTunes, we would love it if you could subscribe and write a review there. If you use an app to listen to the show, uh, an app like Stitcher or the iOS app that comes loaded on every iPhone now, uh, it means all of our shows will always be right at your fingertips, and you can give us a review and give us a thumbs up there, too. If you join our Facebook group, it means that whenever we post a new show, it will come up in your newsfeed, and that makes it really easy for you to send on uh, to all of your own Satellite Sisters, and you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Sat Sisters, at Sat Sisters. Most of all, keep enjoying the show and share the sisters. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to a special Mother's Day edition of the show. This is a two-parter. As I speak these words, it is Saturday, May 10th, and I'm joined on the line with my sister, Leanne Dolan. Hey, Leanne. How hey, you doing? Lizzie. Good. Yeah. Hey. Good. Going good here. Yeah. So day before Mother's Day, what's your big plan for tomorrow? You got anything uh, cooked up? You know, uh, I always like to leave a lot of open time to see if the men in my house do anything. <laughs> you know, I like to give them the opportunity uh-huh, uh-huh. To, to, I don't know. Make me anything or buy me something. Uh, but then later in the afternoon, we're having my mother-in-law over, and we're having some neighbors over for a casual barbecue. Oh, so that sounds uh, nice. Yeah, it'll be. It's supposed to be a beautiful day here, and um, the neighbors have a four-year-old girl. So I'm looking forward to spending some time with Scarlett and uh, you know coloring with her and stuff. I think that'll be fun. So that's right. it. Okay. So in case the there's a total fail on the part of my husband and sons in the morning, at least I have Scarlett to look forward to in the afternoon. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, this is a two-part show. So Leon and I are recording the first half of the show today, Saturday. But we have a whole second cast that is available to us on Sunday morning. So by the time you hear this, we will also have a second half Sunday installment that will be Monica, Julie, Julie's daughter-in-law, Vera, who you hear her speak about a lot, Vera Ogorodnikova. Uh, nice, Liz. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I was practicing, right. Leanne. I was practicing. Julie's daughter-in-law, Vera, is originally from Kyrgyzstan, so we're going to talk a little bit about what it, her mom is still in Kyrgyzstan. So Mother's Day, when you're a mom in Texas, and Vera now has three kids she's raising in Texas versus how she was raised in uh, Kyrgyzstan, you know, born during Soviet times uh, in Kyrgyzstan. So, so that'll be kind of fun. And we don't know, Sheila hasn't rung in yet whether she's in or not, but you'll, you'll find out in about, in about 20 minutes. We'll if, either... her, if her neighbors haven't killed her. If squ- <laughs> squeaky foam. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Wolfman Jack having yeah. snuck up the back stairs to, uh, to take Sheila out. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so Mother's Day special. Oh, before we get to the Mother's Day subject, Leon, I saw one of those classic stories yesterday in the news about the most popular baby names, mm-hmm. and I was shocked to see that Liam, okay, the male version of your name, Liam, is now the number two name. 
I was so surprised at that too, Liz. I mean, I know a lot of little Liams out there. Yeah, me know, too. And but I didn't realize it was that popular. Yeah. No, Noah number one, Liam number two. So uh, it's all good for me. Uh, yet I still, I still get called Leanne, Lion, <laughs> Lena, Leon. So it just. It's it's getting better for me. You yes. know, Liam Neeson was a huge breakthrough for me. And then I, I think all those little Liams out there are going to, it's going to be good for me. Yeah. Yeah. And people are getting into the practice of saying it. All you have yeah. to do is substitute a different last letter, people. Not that complicated. No, uh, but who knows? It, it appears to be, Liz. But uh, yeah, I just had to send a, I have doing an appearance this afternoon. I had to send, I've started to send the sound spelling of my name along with good. my bio. I don't know why I didn't do that before. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it's it's amazing the things that come out of people's mouths. <laughs> so what are you sending? L e e dash i n. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's what I said. Okay. So and I don't even know if I should put Leanne in their heads. You yeah. know, like not L e e a n n. Yeah. Like I, I I'm debating that, so I don't know how you feel about that. But I I would say don't put it in their heads. Okay. <laughs> you know, people know how to pronounce i n. It's Lee in. Right. It's the opposite of Lee out. You should tell them that. (laughs) (laughs) That would stick in their head more. (laughs) Okay. So earlier this week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you posted a Mother's Day uh, invitation uh, to all the Facebookers. And so Leon and I are going to share some of the the fantastic things everyone posted about your own moms and things you want to thank your own mom for. So Leon, you want to set this up? Yeah, so we thought it would be fun. Just you have a chance to thank your moms on the podcast for the things that they taught you or didn't teach you. Whatever you'd like to thank your mother for. You know, maybe you could just thank her for doing the laundry for 40 years at your house. I don't know. But uh, we got a lot of responses, which, of course, was fun. The first response was, get the tissues ready. <laughs> so, um, but some of them are just super fun. Lois kicked us off with this. My mom taught me that it's okay to be kooky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, that's a great lesson, Liz. That is a really good lesson. And then Heather shared with us, like, this is why she listens to Satellite Sisters. My mom raised five very different girls to be five amazing women. Okay, Heather, now we know why you listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We have that in common, Heather. Um, Okay, I enjoy... We're not going to have time to read everyone, by the way, so please go to the Facebook group and read them all, because the one is better than the next. But Brenna uh, wrote this one. Our mom taught us, if it's free, take it. (laughs) We are... (laughs) We always laugh about this. She said it about dinner rolls at a buffet dinner when we were on a month-long cross-country road stop. So I can I can totally imagine, Brenna, how that comes up a lot in family lore, in family conversation. Uh, when you have that as your motto, there are a lot of places where you can use that. So, um, you know, so that's, for you. it's sometimes like free and not nailed down are two different things. So, <laughs> so but... So that really made me laugh. I was like, what constitutes free? Because if, if you start taking the sugar packets when someone mentioned their mother did, like, yes, right. those aren't really free. Like, you're not meant to take the entire tray of sugar packets. All right, I have to say, my eyebrows were raised when Lynn said, I remember my mom losing her cool one time when she caught my brother lying to her face. And she did wash out his mouth with soap. But it taught me to be honest. One time. My gosh. Yes. Mother must have been a saint. Yes. Mother Teresa, <laughs> apparently. The home you were raised in. Wow. One time. Wow. Leanne, if, you, if your kids were counting how many times you have lost your cool, mm. um, 
that countable is. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say to that. I don't think that's a fair standard. I think no, part, of a, part of a mother's job is to occasionally lose your cool. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a mother, but, you know, it's okay. Uh, okay, Sarah had one that was slightly mysterious to me, though funny. Sarah said, you don't get a scholarship for a clean room. So what I'm taking that to mean, correct me, Leanne, if you think I'm wrong, is that her mother didn't care about clean rooms, which I would have enjoyed. You and I are both messy sisters, Leanne. Yeah. So, like, having a mother that really didn't care, that put the focus on other things besides cleaning your room, I would have enjoyed. Yeah, uh, that would have been very helpful because my mom, <laughs> our mother, put a lot of emphasis on a clean room. Yeah. Yeah. And neither Liz or I could could <laughs> really could swing that, handle that. And Let, yet, Liz, I believe we got the highest SATs in the family. Yes. So I think they're... Yes. Right. Exactly. I'm not sure there's a direct correlation between those two things, <laughs> but luckily a lot of my life I had to share a room with Sheila, and who is super neat. So she would always put your stuff away for you just because she didn't like looking at other people's stuff. So uh, anyway, Sarah, that's an interesting one. If we have misinterpreted that, uh, please post again. We had a lot of people weigh in that their mothers taught them things about entertaining and homekeeping, which our mother certainly did. We certainly had the same thing. They wanted to thank their mothers for that. Susan said her mother taught her how to get ready for a party with lots of organization and pre-planning. So now after 30 years of marriage, parties don't freak her out. Liz... Liz said her mother told her to use the good china and silver every day. I love that lesson. It's mm-hmm. not one I do, but when I do, like, pull out stuff on an everyday basis, I'm like, yeah, why don't I use this every day? Why is it in a cabinet? Uh, and Liz's mother also taught her to buy quality towels and sheets, which is good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We had another one who said, oh, Nancy said her mom taught her how to make a beautiful home and that being a good cook is a valuable skill. And then... And then we had a surprising one from Becky, which just made me laugh. Don't expect too much, and then you won't be disappointed. <laughs> right. I know, Becky, that made me a little sad, actually. But then you said you're lucky to have your mom around. She's 85 and still going strong. So it all worked out okay for both of you. <laughs> we had all these, like, positive lessons. And then Becky, in with the low expectations. <laughs> Yeah, on the food thing, Marie said her mom taught her how to make the best fried chicken ever. So I'm jealous, Marie. We had fried nothing in our house growing up. (laughs) Leanne, do you ever remember eating a fried food of any kind? Well, I I made fried chicken for a small time in my life from like age 12 to age like 14. I fried chicken. And I only remember it distinctly because I burnt my face once. So uh, that was a good memory. Okay, well, that relates to, is it Gilly? Is how she pronounces her name? Okay, Gilly wrote, uh, her mom taught her, always remember to plug in the toaster. I guess that's true. You could wait a long time for toast if you don't plug it in. And she said it applies to high-tech appliances she never would have imagined. Exactly, Gilly. That's why I save all of my power cords. So you're right. The uh, plugging in the toaster and all kinds of uh, fancy appliances, that's how you get them going. Jamie and Allison had two really sweet ones. Jamie wrote, my mom told me that being a mom would be the best thing that ever happened to me. And she was right. She's always right. That's very sweet, Jamie. And then Allison said, my mom raised five girls. She was a working mom, but made sure we all knew how to make a house a home. And she always put the family first and modeled her commitment to marriage. She's been a wonderful role model. Oh, those are both really nice. Yeah. Get the tissues. Get the tissues, girls. <laughs> well, here's another one that is very sweet. Uh, Betsy wrote, my mother was born on the very same day, month, date, and year as Edna Dolan. 
our mother. Uh, but her life was almost 20 years shorter. So that's sad. But mm-hmm. she writes, she left me with invaluable and innumerable lessons, including these. Number one, it's only money. That's a good one. Number two, this too shall pass. And number three, if you can't laugh, you might as well stop living. She's, <laughs> you know? It's a yeah. little fatalistic, yeah. but yeah. But, right. So she yeah. smiled through good times and terrible times and could find a rainbow in any storm. I miss her as much today as I did when she died all those years ago, but that's the price one pays for loving someone as much as I loved her. Betsy, Aww. that is very sweet. You were lucky to have your mom for the time you had her. You know, Liz, uh, I, I'm surprised how many people said I lost my mom 18 years ago, 20 years ago, but I think about her every day. I I did not appreciate that, you know, until we lost our mom. Like, right. I, I didn't really understand how that worked, and now I kind of do. There's just something every day that pops into my head, like, oh, huh, you know, <laughs> like yeah. this week, this week, this is classic Edna Dolan. Um, you know, you know, she loved her gift bags, Liz, right? Yes, she did. So her, when I was cleaning out her apartment, um, I ended up with like bags of bags as if I didn't already have enough bags. Like she saved every gift bag and she put things in gift bags and then she put the gift bags in bags. And so I have bags of bags of bags. So I was pulling out a gift bag this week uh, to stick something in it. And I noticed, oh, it was one of mom's obviously because it was already pre-tissued and I pulled it out and, <laughs> and there was tissue in it. There was a lipstick and then there was a picture of our brother Dick from his high school graduation. <laughs> How, does this How did those things get together? Get together. <laughs> I was like, that was classic mom. To just like she doesn't have any pictures of our childhood, so that one should end up in a gift bag. And the good news is, it's Dick's birthday this week. So guess oh, yeah. what he's getting for his birthday? Oh, that's Getting a so picture great. of himself. But it just made me laugh. So I can see why people like Suzanne, um, your friend Suzanne, wrote uh, that uh, you know her mom taught her to pay it forward because you'll always get it back. That's a sweet. That's yeah. a sweet message. Yeah. I thought that was nice. And um, but there were a lot of people. Uh, Chris wrote that her mom has been gone for eight years, but she, I'd like to thank her for the sacrifices she made. She was a single mom with three kids and worked two jobs. And as a kid, I didn't realize what a Herculean effort this was. Now as a mom of teenagers of my own, I appreciate all that she did for us. I mean, that's a lot, right? Yeah. They are, it's clear as you read down the list, there are some really, really hardworking moms out there. You know, then that, you know, when you're a kid, you just, you just don't realize it. Right. Leon, there was one from Carla that made us both laugh about something you don't realize about your mom. You want to share that one? <laughs> yeah, Carla. Because <laughs> this, this was a laugh out loud, Carla. Yes. Yeah. Is... But it's not going to start funny, people. So, uh, my mom lost her leg when she was only 16. So, naturally, I thought as a child, all moms only had one leg. <laughs> Needless to say, she was as tough as nails as she began raising a family of six at age 19. Oh, and never, ever say the words hate or cripple. There you go. She's still going strong at 83. Carla, that was a great one. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, And then we wanted to end on the most uh, uh, surprising and unexpected one, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, Beth, one more. Beth, I want to read I, oh, okay, I read go Marlene's ahead. Yeah, yeah, first. Because yeah. here's another one. Her mom was widowed at age 37 with five children. 
no driver's license and having to work full-time as a nurse. So that sounds a lot like our aunt, actually, who was widowed with nine kids at about the same age. There were good times and bad and mistakes along the road. And as I look back 50 years later, I realized she taught me so many things. Family is important, education, being strong, taking responsibility for mistakes, having a strong faith, and a sense of community. So that's lovely. That's a lovely one, Marlene. Thank you. All right. And uh, you want to bring it on home with Beth? Oh, no, you can do Beth. You okay. Can do. All right. And if there's, you can keep posting things uh, on the Facebook page. And then uh, the second half of the show, you know, Julie, Monica, Vera may have some of their own thoughts. But uh, we're going to end this portion of the show with Beth um, because it sounds almost fictional, Beth. Uh, <laughs> But, but but we believe you. Uh, so she writes, growing up in a poor preacher's family, my mom taught us to be industrious. When you wanted French provincial furniture, you painted your mismatched furniture white and accented it with gold. If you wanted cool rolled up jeans and the hand-me-downs were short with no style, you cut off another pair of jeans, added a hidden cuff, and you fit right in. Pants became skirts, cast off gym floor wood became countertops, the list goes on. Also, my mom taught us that goat and squirrel tasted like chicken. (laughs) But we didn't realize the secret, that secret, (laughs) until later. So, here they are in Butcher Holler, apparently. (laughs) The Clampets. (laughs) Beth. I mean, that was like, I read Poor Preacher's Child. I just started laughing. My yes. God, Beth, that is, you got to write this stuff down, Beth. Yes. So I'm assuming that your mother was hunting the goat and squirrel, and but not telling you that's what she was serving you. So, uh, you know, I'm imagining Dolly Parton as your next door neighbor growing up, Beth. That's what that's... <laughs> That's what that sounds like to me. Honestly, uh, I think there's a parenting book in there, Beth. I say that as a writer. Uh, that's unbelievable. I think there's a lot to be lot to be said about your childhood. That sounds fantastic. Oh, anyway, so um, thank you all for your contributions. Still plenty of room on the Facebook group to, to make more. Um, uh, it is, you know, we've said this many times on the show before because our mother's birthday is May 13th and she had an identical twin sister, our aunt Eleanor. The, we had the double mother's day, double birthday, usually on the same day. And between the two moms, there were 17 kids. So mother's day was often the biggest holiday of the year in our house, wasn't it? And maybe, you know, maybe Thanksgiving beat out mother's day, but mother's day was just such a happy, happy day around our house always. Uh, so this is just our second Mother's Day without our mom. Uh, but it was nice to hear from everyone. Yes, you you always miss your mom, but those lessons really do stick with you. You still have the bags full of tissue paper and uh, unexpected little prizes at the bottom. <laughs> I, I, as I was polishing a silver bowl this morning, I thought of my mother. So there you go. She certainly told us, taught us how to polish. Yes. <laughs> Brass, silver, we can do it all. Um, all right, Leanne, we're going to let you go now, right? Thank you. You have, uh, you have obligations. Yes. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to have a second half of the show uh, with a different, uh, a different cast of characters. And so Julie, Monica, and Julie's daughter-in-law, Vera, uh, are joining us, so stay tuned. And we're back. 
in this special edition of uh, Satellite Sisters Mother's Day special. Uh, I'm Liz. I'm still here. Leanne's gone. But joining me on the line are Monica Dolan from Portland, Oregon. Uh, good morning, Monica. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Happy to Mother's all the Day. Yes, to all the Mother's Day out there. Julie is on the line from Dallas, Texas. Julie, happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you, and I'm wishing all the moms out there a very happy day. Yes, and one of the special moms in our life who's now joining us on the phone is Julie, your daughter-in-law, Vera. Vera, you also live in Dallas, Texas. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. You're a first-timer. Uh, thank you, Liz. Um, it's a pleasure to be with such an impressive group of women on this special day. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day to all. Uh, all right. So this was, um, so you've heard Julie talk about Vera a lot on the show. And Vera, I know you're a regular listener. So we feel like you're already part of the sisterhood, even though you haven't been on the show before. But Monica, it was your suggestion uh, that we have Vera as a special guest today, right? That's right. Well, she's the newest mother in our family. And um, Vera, you just had uh, another baby. And you have three children, Alice, Benjamin, and now Peter. So just we wanted to sort of check in with you and see how it's going with the new baby and the other two. And how are you managing things there? Well, it's going great. It's going uh, much better than a few months ago. And I must say that the Mother's Day is um, a new holiday for me. I'm actually just beginning to learn the joys of the Mother's Day. <laughs> I actually never had Mother's Day growing up. Um, so, uh, and I, we actually never celebrated Mother's Day before coming to the U.S. And um, now as my two or three kids are old enough to understand that this is a special day for mommy. I'm starting to really appreciate the holiday. Um, Vera, in, uh, you grew up in Kyrgyzstan. You're a Russian. Um, but you have International Women's Day, right? That was the big holiday, correct? Yes. Right, right. The Kyrgyzstan is the part of the former Soviet Union, part of the uh, former socialist bloc, and the International Women's Day celebrated on the 8th of March was the big holiday for all women. I would say it's a kind of, it's a mix of Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. It indeed had some ideological meaning uh, of um, the communists uh, 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 freeing women from the oppression of the kitchen and the husbands and including them in the socialist workforce. But actually it had origins in the uh, women's rights and suffrage movement of the 19th century. So, uh, but that's, that's what we had and, um, um, you know, Ma children and husbands gave uh, and sti are still giving uh, flowers and little presents to mothers, grandmothers, and uh, and in addition to it's different from what how the Mother's Day celebrated here. All men give uh, little presents or flowers to female co-workers, um, but it's it, it is quite similar to the Mother's Day. It just it's not as focused on the motherhood because. Yeah. Motherhood wasn't the focus of the socialist state. It was uh, inclusion of women in the socialist production. That was, was important. Wow. A little, little, so, his, little history lesson there that I appreciated. Well, so, you, so now, Vera, you're kind of double dipping because you had International Women's Day and now Mother's Day. How are you guys celebrating today? Well, um, you know, with three children, it's low-key. But um, uh, the first thing in the morning, I got 
coffee, croissant, and flowers from my, my wonderful husband. Uh -huh. I got uh, the sweetest card from my children, all the children, Alice and Benjamin, and of course the best present from four-month-old Peter. Good night's sleep. <laughs> he slept. I mean, he never sleeps until 7:30, but today he slept until slept until 7:30. I'm rested. Um, yeah, the best the best day ever. The best present. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a new mother. I, I mean, you just, you really, those those nights of a, a, you know, a good night's sleep, that is a rare and wonderful gift. So, so, so Vera, how old is, Alice is your oldest, how old is Alice now? Alice is seven years old. Uh, she She's just finishing the first grade, the smartest, uh, the sweetest little girl. Um, I can, I can see the preteen years coming actually with all the drama with clothes and the hair and um, Benjamin is uh, going to turn five in July and he's going to kin kindergarten next year um, he yeah he's the sweetest, sweetest little, little boy loves his Legos built amazing things with Legos and makes me very happy and Peter he's just there he's smiley he goes with the with the flow he doesn't have uh, a choice uh, Vera, have, have, um, has your mother met the new baby yet, or when will she meet him? She has not met him. Uh, well, she, she has over Skype. Over Skype. The new technology. We um, Skype at least every week, and she gets to see him on the video call, and, um, and we exchange uh, photos uh, all the time. But she's going to, I hope she's going to come um, uh, in the middle of the summer, and my, my father is going to come as well, um, and they will meet Peter Peter in person, and um, this is a very exciting exciting time. I I um, I just I keep thinking of this moment at the airport where they all come out they come out um, you know from the gate and they see all the children and the new baby Peter. I yeah that's that's this is the uh, thought that makes me very very happy. Wow, that's oh. so nice. <clears throat> and your parents still live in Kyrgyzstan, right? What's the name of the town where they live? Uh, it's a capital called Bishkek. Um, yes, yes, uh -huh. it's a, um, it's a typical I would say, <laughs> pro pro provincial, provincial uh, Russian um, or like former col like colonial Russian town. It's, uh -huh. a, it's a sweet little town. It's uh, Climate-wise, it's similar, I think, to Colorado, to maybe to closest to Denver. Cold winter, warm summer, mountain. Well, very pretty, but um, yeah, not not as stable, not as economically developed, obviously. Mm. So, so, what's it like for you? I mean, you grew up in that kind of place, and now having when you think about your own kids growing up in Dallas, Texas, I know I know there are a million ways your kids' lives will be different than yours was. But do you, what are the biggest things about, you know, having your kids grow up, well, as Americans in Texas of all places? Um, it's, it's very, um, it's very different and uh, in a similar, in, in a certain ways, uh, because I try to uh, keep them in tune with this, with their, with my sort of Russian Soviet background. We speak Russian at home. We again celebrate Russian holidays. But um, despite of my all of my efforts, they're 100% American and Texan children. <laughs> um, 
So, uh, and I'm actually turning to, you know, the one big change, I'm not sure whether to attribute it to the motherhood, three children, or just being in Texas and Dallas for a long time, but I'm finally starting to accept yoga pants as a, <laughs> an appropriate clothes every day, any time of the day. <laughs> Julie remembers when I just came to Dallas, um, came to the, I came to the US from, um, uh, from London and uh, Moscow before then, I looked at all the moms work, uh, walking around in, in, around in workout clothes and I thought, why are they doing this? I mean, are they exercising all day long? Can they have an appropriate casual clothes to wear? And look at me, four years down the road, yoga pants every day. Good thing I don't even need to exercise or pretend to exercise to wear yoga pants. Best clothes ever. Oh, that is really funny. That's the beauty of living. living I think it's going to be similar to, for, my, for, my, for my children. Um, we're all growing, all changing, and... Um, yeah, every time we go back, uh, Alice, my daughter, is always asking, why are all the women so dressed up? Uh, is it a party today? Why are they wearing dresses every day? And, you know, the little things. But um, my children are, of course, they, they grow up as Texans, as, as, as American, and I'm proud of that. And I'm still trying. I'm doing my best to uh, teach them uh, or at least show them what that, that life can be different, that uh, not all children in the world have everything they want or uh, they, that Alice and Benjamin and Peter have. Um, and I hope they grow to appreciate that. You know, I have been in your home in Dallas when uh, Alice will just, like, call out, take out the computer and start watching pirated Disney cartoons in Russia, <laughs> in, in Russian. And so it's, I, it is a total thrill to, to, to watch how easily your kids move back and forth between the languages and, you know, that they, they really obviously appreciate both things. And it's just, it's very impressive to see, but especially that when I, when I saw Alice watching, it was like Snow White in Russian. That was the ultimate uh, cross-cultural experience for me. And how easily she operated the computer, Vera. That was <laughs> that, oh, that, that was intimidating that she could find these days they learn early yeah yeah <laughs> and and Vera, do you guys have russian friends in dallas um well my sister is in dallas and I, she's my best friend i must say i have one other friend uh, uh, she, she, she has Russian background, um, but, uh, she moved here when she was 14. She's fully American, I must say. The only Russian thing left about her is, uh, her fluency in Russian. But my children also go to Russian school uh, on Saturdays, every Saturday for three hours to, um, to practice their Russian social skills and obviously Russian language skills. Oh. And um, uh, yeah, there are. We meet quite a bit of um, Russian, uh, half Russian families there. Did I see yesterday? Did your did your sister just graduate? I saw a real on your Facebook page. I saw a beautiful graduation picture of your sister in a cap and gown. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. This was a very exciting day for all of us. Um, we all went to the University of Texas at Harlington. Uh, uh, my sister Lana graduated with an MBA degree, and uh, she has actually uh, another six months left because she's doing a dual degree, and the second degree is going to be, I believe, in logistics from the School of Engineering. But this is the big. This was the big day for her 
big celebration. And I am um, um, really, really proud of her. It's a huge achievement. That is huge. That Julie, were you in on that festivity? Oh, we all went. It really was a spectacular graduation, and uh, it was just, um, it was so great to be there to support Lena, who moved to the U.S. from Dubai uh, and got her MBA, is now getting a second degree from the School of Engineering, all in a different, you know, language, different culture, di different method of instruction. And, you know, it really was a very proud moment for all of us to see how hard she had worked and how much she has accomplished. Mm, that's great. Julie, how's your Russian coming along? <laughs> I, you, know, you know, I know yeah, you're Russian. When you were living in Russia, we were impressed. I'm sure it was different than what Vera would feel about your Russian, yes. but you could actually communicate with shopkeepers and waiters. Yes, I could. Yes, I, I made myself known. But as uh, early on, Alice and now Benjamin have, have made it known that they do not want Nana to speak the bad Russian that she has. <laughs> Just that it, it hurts their ears, I think it's the way. And I would have to say yesterday on the car trip home from Arlington, Al, uh, Vera, for the first time ever, Alice and Benjamin were whispering in Russian uh, to each other so that we would not hear and be able to understand them in the front seat. This is a new dimension to the two-language two, two ch children that you are raising, that this for the first time ever. Okay. They, they attempted that as a, as a little device there. You so. will have no idea what they're saying about you. Julie, you need to get some of those Disney cartoons. <laughs> the, the kids are mistaken, actually. Julie understands Russian uh, quite well. And and, uh, yeah, we, you know, when I speak Russian to my children, I can see Julie, Julie comments, uh, comments in English, but comments always appropriately. She clearly understands everything I say. So I'm not going to tell that to my children. I, I let them, I'll let them pretend that, think that, they're, that uh, they're pulling something yeah, out they're from pulling someone here. But no, I'm, yeah, Julie's Russian is actually pretty good because she's been hearing uh, us um, for, the, for the past four years every day. So. Yeah. Is that how long you've been in the U.S. now? Four years? Almost five years. Yeah, Almost. Wow. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long. That's amazing. Yeah, neither uh, can I. <laughs> All right. Anyone else, Monica? Any, the, uh, anything else you want to ask Vera before we let the busy mom go for the rest of her Mother's Day? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Vera, you're so nice to take yeah, time on a busy talking. morning. It's uh, we'll have you on more often. This is really fun. You have some unique uh, mothering challenges, but I'm glad we could at least introduce you to a whole new holiday in your life. Happy Mother's Day! Thank you very much. Happy Mother's Day. I would be very happy to join you on a different occasion, any, any, any time. That's. Uh, <laughs> Was, was, it's actually a very good Mother's Day present. I'm now in festive mode. So <laughs> okay. I'm off to celebrate. Happy Mother's Day. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye, Vera. Bye. Wow. That was so well, fun. I know. Yeah. You see why I'm so proud of my daughter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have two wonderful daughter-in-laws, and uh, it's just been so great to have Vera here in Dallas and uh, so close by, and uh, you see what uh, an incredible person she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Wow. The Well, I, as a matter of fact, I had dinner one night this week with your other daughter-in-law <laughs> when she was in Los Angeles for work, and we had a delightful dinner, just the two of us.
Yeah, I am. I am very, very blessed, lucky to have such wonderful daughter-in-laws. Yep, that is that is a great Mother's Day present for me. So, uh, well, it's it's also kind of nice because just a couple of weeks ago we were talking about the fact that your own relationship with your mother-in-law was not great. So it's nice that these things can turn around in a single generation. Yes, Liz. Thank you. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Monica. What's uh, what's going on in your life? Well, um, my Mother's Day uh, plans today, I'm going to do something Mom always loved. I'm going to pull weeds, okay? Oh, <laughs> oh Monica. Okay. Do, you know how much Mom loved to pull weeds. I think at one point she told me it was actually therapeutic yes. to pull weeds. She found it ther- therapy. So I'm going to get some therapy out there in the backyard. Thinking of her today, in fact, last night I went and bought some new uh, garden gloves because uh, – Mine just disintegrated. I mean, the garden gloves just don't last long here because you're mucking out, sopping wet (laughs) mud and stuff like that. And the other thought I had was like last night when I went to Fred Meyer, that was mom's favorite grocery store. And there I was last night thinking of her. And I almost started to cry in the parking lot, but I didn't. So, um, But I got home and I was thinking... You know, I think I told you this before, but years ago, mom bought me these two rose bushes at Fred Meyer, her mm-hmm. favorite store, two for five dollars. <laughs> really top of the line. She not, always liked a bargain. She did. Not only did she buy them, she came over and planted them in my front yard when I was gone, like on a business trip. And every year they bloom and we would laugh about it and say, Mom, that was the best five dollars you ever spent, and here they are blooming this week. So perfect for Mother's Day. Um, so just sort of going to have kind of a low key day out in the backyard, clean some stuff up. But I wanted to update you on my job situation. Yes. yes. So okay. so to review, last week you said there was a potential new job for you right down the hall from your current job. Yes, there was an opening in another department in the Alzheimer's and Aging Department for a nurse research coordinator, and I was interested in the job. Uh, So I took your advice, Julie and Liz, and the first thing I did, I didn't apply for the job, but I went and talked to the nurse who had the job. First thing Monday morning, 8 o'clock, went right in there. Uh, We closed the door. I spent like an hour with her. Uh, the good news is she really loves her job. So she is only leaving because her husband is getting transferred and they're moving away. And she said that she would take this job again in a, in a minute. So that was good. And then I, there were just a couple of things about the job that I just didn't think it was right for me. And I hope you don't think this is like superficial, but the working conditions were different than the job I have now. For instance, there were a couple of deal breakers for me. She, it's a university hospital, space is very cramped, and people have to share spaces. Mm -hmm. And I shared an office with someone for many, many years. And, but she shares an office with three other people. Mm -hmm. And it's very small. (laughs) And they're all on the phone you know, at the same time. And I, she didn't even have a full desk from what I could see. It was more like a desk at. 
<laughs> I believe her computer was on top of a couple of low file cabinets. Oh. And so the whole time I was talking to her, I was thinking, how do you work in this space? Mm-hmm. And it was just floor to ceiling books and junk, and there was no space in there. So I thought that would be really tough for me because where I am at my job and my other department, I've now worked myself up to my own small office, which Mm -hmm. I enjoy very much. So I don't know that I could go back to sharing an office with three other people, four people in a small room, deskette. Did you get the picture? (laughs) Got the picture. Got the picture. The other thing that would be, I think, a step back for me is... My job comes with a parking pass, which is hard. hard <laughs> that's to get. The, it's like gold, Monica, right? It's the golden ticket, Julie. Uh-huh. It really is. At the university, there's no parking. So people wait. I don't They're on the waiting list to get parking for like eight, ten years, some people. And my job... That was one of the perks of the job. It came with a parking pass. So it would mean I would have to go back to taking the bus to work. Mm -hmm. And I know I should take the bus to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we all all know we should do that. We all know we should. But we prefer not to. But and in Portland, you it's you have the Portland. You it rains so much, Mark. right? So it's yeah. uh, it's it's at least five months of pouring rain, waiting at the bus stop in the morning and in the afternoon. Liz, and- you have no excuse for not taking the bus. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, because it never funny. rains in California. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Carry on, Mark. It's, it's not like California, and so and the other thing is, it would mean my fifteen-minute very lovely commute in the morning would now be an hour on the two buses. Mm -hmm. And so I just put those two things in the category of working conditions. And they weren't, they just weren't things that I was interested in. Um, So I decided not to apply for the job. And they were very, the nice thing is they were disappointed. You know, they really hoped that I would want the job and would apply for the job and take the job. Because she's pretty much told me, if you apply, you'll get it. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think it seemed like a step back in a couple of ways. Uh, but the good news is, because I had sort of initiated this job search, I did some things to be prepared if another job comes along. I updated my resume, and I uploaded it to our job site, um, the website at work, where you just automatically apply for jobs. You put all your paperwork in there. Uh, a cover letter, uh, your resume, and I secured a couple of very nice references. Oh. I was thinking of applying for the job. So from a couple of the doctors that I work with and nurses. So, and I signed up to renew my CPR card, which is long expired. So I, I took some action so I'd be ready in case another job. Yeah. It sounds like now you're, now you're poised, you're poised, poised, which is important. I'm poised, and I look every day on, on That's that. That's good, Monica. And I think you held firm on the things that are going to affect the quality of, you know, your life and the job. And who knows? They may not be able to find someone uh, that is willing to take the desk and the bus. <laughs> so, you know what? They may come back to you and say, we'll give you a parking spot and we'll give you a desk. You may have, you may have now created some negotiations that you don't even realize, Monica. So. Uh, 
Yeah, that could be true. Actually, the bus doesn't bother me. It's the no, 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 Monica, don't, don't cave in. I know, I know the bus thing. I know the parking pass is not negotiable, but the office space, maybe there's something we could do. I don't. Can't, can't you just leave your current job with your parking space and just not remind them that you have a parking space? Continue parking. We had we had someone in my building that did that here, Monica, the condo building where I am in Santa Monica. They actually moved somewhere else in the neighborhood. And they kept parking in your garage? They kept parking in our garage. They did not tell the person to whom they sold their unit that it came with a space. And oh, Liz. And it took us like... That, Liz, the stuff that goes on in your building. I know. Unbelievable. It took us like three years to figure out <laughs> it was going on. So, you know, it can, it can be done. I'm just here to tell you, it can be done. No, I, I, I know it can't because a guy in our department did that and they yanked the parking pass. Oh, he tried, he continued to park in the parking garage, and they were on to him. Oh, they're on to him, the parking enforcement up there. So, um, yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, your university hospital is on top of a big hill, and there are a whole bunch of hospitals and medical facilities clustered there together. So there really, really, really is no space. Yeah. Right? There's just no, yeah, there's no getting around it. Hmm. Okay, but I, I feel like it feels like you took some positive steps in the direction you want to go. So that's good. Yes. Very good. And I sort of let people know that I may leave someday. <laughs> that's good. That's good. To that, I think that's good way, but, you know, just that I was open to looking at other jobs. And, you know, other jobs up there will come along. Yeah. You know, the big place, uh, you just have to keep keep your light on. Keep your light right. on. You've cracked open the window, Monica. Yes, I did, Julie. <laughs> All right, that's good. So, um, well, you guys didn't get to hear the first half of the show that Leanne and I recorded yesterday, but we we shared a lot of the messages that were shared on the uh, Facebook group. Oh, that's good. Weren't there some great things there, yeah. like things yeah. that the people's mothers taught them? That was really nice. So, uh, so we shared a bunch of that. If you want to post some more, please go ahead. Um, and that's, you know, so interesting sort of almost a three-part show today because the Leon part, the Vera part, and now a little post-chat. Uh, so uh, you guys have anything big going on this week? I'm actually going to Washington, D.C. tomorrow. I'm at National Geographic for, uh, for a couple of days this week. And I'm thinking while I'm there, I might actually look up where Bishkek, Kyrgyzstan is that you know National Geographic is the kind of place where you can get a lot of detail on issues like that. <laughs> oh, that's good, good Liz. I, I got maps. That's good. You can get some maps. There's going to be some school projects where they're going, or International Day, where they'll need some stuff. So oh, yeah. that's uh, that's good. You can come through as as the auntie. So, uh. Yeah, major map organization. So, uh, Julie, what are you, are you? Well, we're having a little uh, we're having a little celebration, Mother's Day celebration later today, where Vera and the kids and Nick are coming over for a swim, and then we're going to have a dinner. And like Monica, I was thinking of Mom today because I the table is already set for dinner. Um, I already have out all the serving dishes, even though it's like nothing to eat. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like pasta. That's it. You know, so, it, but yet, you know, I thought of mom, she always wanted to stay one meal ahead in terms of her operation. And, uh, it le- it meant a lot of family fun over the years. And, uh, so I was, I was thinking of her today. Yeah. I was thinking of mom too. I have a 
a hook on my front door that is like a wreath hook, you know, that you can hang a wreath from. And of course, it was mom that gave me a wreath hook. Why would I have a wreath hook? Because it was, it was always mom that gave me a wreath around special holidays. So I was thinking today on Easter, I should go to, go out and get a nice wreath. Mother's Day. Wreath Mother's Day. Oh, I'm sorry, Mother's Day. <laughs> on, on Mother's Day, I should go get a nice wreath for like a for the for the coming season uh, and hang that from the wreath hook. Um, uh, mom gave me so i may uh i may squeeze that in today all right so safe. so this has been a fun show girls have yeah, fun this week you too uh, all right safe travels and uh, julie you and leanne did the tuesday show on wednesday this past week but yes you're yeah, thinking maybe the tuesday show will be tuesday this week you you never know liz you <laughs> never know that's, that's what makes it so fun yes it is yes it is <laughs> All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Uh, We are the Satellite Sisters. Call your Satellite Sister. You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you you find your way. I'm going to watch you radiate. I'm gonna watch you rain